Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Babe, how are you feeling? I feel great. I was okay. Yeah, well, I yeah, I feel good. I waking up at 5:30 now. I I do tend to start hitting a wall, I'm finding in terms of my energy around 3. I got to figure out what I'm going to do about that, but um Did that not happen today? Less so today. Okay. I don't feel like I need to go sleep, which has not been the case the last couple of days. Last night, <laughs> last night I was in bed at 7.30 <laughs> yeah. and I was, I was... It's embarrassing. Don't, yeah. don't tell people. <laughs> I was ready to pass out early. So, but I, I feel good. I feel energized. Maybe that's what you need. You just need a 7.30 bedtime from now on. I guess so. That's not and you good. need me to not be on top of you like two nights yeah, ago. Yeah, we need to not wake up at 2.30 in the morning, you complaining how hot it is while you <laughs> cuddle the shit out of me on the edge of the bed. I so did not realize that. I was like, what? Oh. <laughs> I just rolled over. Yeah. Um, no, but that's good. I I have really picked up energy. I don't know what it is, but the last like week, week and a half, I've been like holding energy all day, which is great because there is not a lot of that last year. And what I also started doing again was strength training, like actually strength training, not just like doing little bullshit. I shouldn't say bullshit, but, like, you know, like little like body weight exercises that I do 10 reps of and then go on the treadmill, which I feel like. So I feel like good enough to really like lift and obviously not overdo it, especially with my chest. But I think that working, getting a lot of like lower body workouts these last few days, like is making me feel really good. So that and the office setup that you now have is very energizing. I mean, it's like chill, but also like it's very motivating. Like I want to be here. Yeah. I think before this stuff was on the wall, it was kind of like a depressing desk with nothing on it. Yeah. <laughs> well, this cool equipment was it on it. It does but. feel cool. Like, I want to bring people, as soon as we set it up, my urge, all of a sudden, I had a, such Andrew's a big like, urge. like, we need to, to put like, a bean bag right here. Like, I'm like, what are you doing? A bean bag chair, yeah. And, and like, get people, people come it's over. so cool. We have to do so. So now we just have to figure out, we, we're going to do, bag. the plan is to do a, a big neon sign. And we have to figure out what, neon sign we're gonna get we have some yeah. ideas have what's some your favorite inspo. idea because you did have a lot of inspo favorite idea so far um i think would have to be this is water oh the, yeah yeah i really like, I like that, that quote which is a quote from a famous author named david foster wallace and he has one of my all-time favorite YouTube videos. It's a, I want to say it's a commencement speech or a graduation speech. Are those the same thing? Shit. <laughs> I think way. a graduation speech can be a commencement, commencement speech. speech. Okay. Well, anyways, he, he gives a talk at a, at a college and the whole talk is good, but this one particular segment of it and, and the way that it was produced on YouTube was so good. And I think this is water is just a good, a really good reminder, especially in a place like an office with people as ambitious as you and I are uh, to have perspective. And it's also simple. It's clean. It would look Mm. really cool and some neon. 
So I think that's my favorite. Um, my siblings, when I sent them some options, they said late nights, early mornings were representative of me. <laughs> Maybe not anymore. Yeah, now you're 730 bedtime. Yeah, no. Um, then there's some fun ones. Let's get weird, game on, or some that are just symbols. But yeah. Yeah. I like the... I like this is water. I, I, I don't think the red will go anymore. I think we once talked about doing it in red. Um, I think it would have to be blue or green. What are your thoughts? Maybe. But yeah, that would be, that'd be cool. That would be the final touch of this room. Basically. Yeah. Cause otherwise it's good to go. It's mm -hmm. like, I want to throw mm -hmm. a party in here. <laughs> when we're not hanging out in the living room, when we don't want to hang out there, we'll bring everyone in, in the office. But, you know, it's really funny when you were thinking, when you were asking me, commencement speech, is that like blah, blah, blah. I was, I was about to say, Jamie, look that up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. That was the initial thought that popped in my head because I feel so official with these microphones. That's funny. We need a Jamie. <laughs> we need a Jamie. We have a little, we need, we need to give our gnomes a name. We bought these gnomes <laughs> that are like tiny, naughty gnomes, perverts. Per, little perverts. And one of them is smoking a joint. One of them is masturbating. masturbating. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the other two are doing. They're still in their box. Oh, one of them's giving you the finger. Oh, yeah. And then the other one is. Oh, mooning you. Oh, yeah. The other yeah, one's yeah. got his ass out, mooning you. <laughs> We we intended to bring these to uh, Steph's parents' house over Christmas and then play. Because they're prank in Christmas outfits. Yeah. yeah. But uh, we forgot. We forgot the gnomes. So now they're just at home and uh, in our plants. In our in our plants. So Aww. anyways. We need to give them names and then we can ask of them things. That's true. Maybe they're magical. Um, all right, so Going into conversation today, I don't know, something I wanted to, something I wanted to share, feeling more in my ambitious mindset and mapping out my calendar very strategically yesterday or two days ago, I've decided I want to be a slave to my calendar. <laughs> I feel like most people, there's a negative connotation around this, you know, where it's like, don't be a slave to your calendar. But like, the more I talk with you about it, the more I think about it, the more I observe myself, the more I realize that I need someone to give me clear direction. And sometimes that someone could be me. Like, <laughs> But if I don't plan it out, it just like won't happen. So I'm really thinking, I'm really going to do my best now that I have this calendar mapped out. Um, I'm not going to beat myself up if I can't, you know, hold to it exactly, but I'm really just going to see how much time I could take advantage of in a week based on knowing what to do with the time that I have and based on my goals. Um, and I, you know, be, being a slave is the wrong way to put it, but it's, it's just that mentality of like really stick with the calendar and see what you're capable of because I know I could do so much more when I know exactly what I should be doing. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I've heard that term or that phrase, oh, really? be a slave to your calendar, because I, I mean, yeah, I, I live and die by my by my calendar. If it's not my calendar, um, 
a lot of times it's not going to happen. I mean, especially appointments. I suppose I, I get things done in between, but a calendar in combination with a daily to-do list. When I tried to complete my day with a calendar, what I found was that lack of flexibility fell apart so quickly. But I think for you that can work because you don't have... My problem has always been I have clients and Yeah, I don't have team, enough structure like, as it is. Yeah, like pulling at me in different directions at different times of the day. So I need a little more flexibility to squeeze those matters in. Um, so I prefer a combination of a calendar and then a daily to-do list. See, the to-do list for me fucks me up because I have too much flexibility in my calendar right now. And... When I make a to-do list, even if I make it in the morning, I've gotten myself into a habit of just adding things and adding things and adding things. And usually the things I'm adding are like, (laughs) I mean, things that will still help in the long run, but they're just not necessary for the times when I have energy. Like I should not be depositing a check (laughs) and figuring out why my mobile app isn't working. You know, like I'll find myself in situations where I'm like, why the fuck am I doing this right now? Like it's 2 PM on a Tuesday. Like Mm -hmm. why am I running errands or going to whole foods when I could do that in a few days? Like it's not necessary to do it right now Mm -hmm. during my energized time. So I just realized how much I do that because of the flexibility I currently have in my calendar. And I know in the beginning when I was starting up my business, my coaching business and I was, I, I did feel like I felt like a slave to my calendar in like the worst way back then, because I was just grinding my ass off to make money and my rates were really low. I was just starting out. So I would have like eight calls in a day. Like that did help me like stay on top of my grind because I had to, um, but now that, you know, my rates have gone up, I'm trying to work on YouTube on the side, um, and really build that up. You know, I have like the other projects I'm trying to work on, which no one's holding me accountable to them. So it's kind of like, you know, no one's on the other side waiting for me. It's just me. So, um, yeah, I just realized how, how many times this week already I've been tempted to take those clothes back to <laughs> to Amazon returns and like I'm like staring at them every day like should I do it now and I'm like no don't do it now because you got to work on things that are more important yeah you got to find what works for you and be disciplined yeah yeah so that feels good for me so far I'm excited about the way I've been working and also got back to the gym in with a structure too so that's felt good yeah something else I've been thinking about with starting my YouTube back up is personal brand and how, you know, there's just so much competition on YouTube. There's so many good videos, so many amazing creators, even especially in the sex space. Like there's some really entertaining creators that are just killing it. And you're like, fuck, how do I, you know, not compare myself to them, but how do I find my thing that's going to make me stand out like they stand out in their own way? And, you know, we were talking the other night about personal brand and yeah, it's just, it's interesting how hard it is thinking for myself what my brand is. And you said, you know, I should ask my audience and that's a good first step, but I did come up with ways. I did come up with what I see, um, for your personal brand. (laughs) 
Like when I For think me? about you, yeah. What? Because I was trying to help me think of mine, and I was like, "Well, what is what? What stands out to me about Andrew? That's like the way he lives life, and like if he was on an Instagram where he was like, you know, doing stuff all day, what would he be pointing out? What would be most noticeable about him? So I came oh, up with God. a few things. <laughs> no, they're good things. It's funny. Um. So the first thing was student of tech. I think like you're always so curious and interested in, in new, in new tech and you're learning how to code now. And you just took that course on how to learn and, um, you're using <laughs> Andrew has so many subscriptions and takes, and, like, <laughs> takes advantage. It's embarrassing. <laughs> so many. I have a lot. I use a lot. And they'll be like, oh, there's a way you could do this. Like, and it automatically helps you do this. Like, download this software. Get this, get this. Only 10 app. bucks a month. I know. Only and everything adds up. Year. And he's like, you didn't get that thing I told you about? <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, but it's so funny because he he really tries so many things out. And um, and you know, you're so organized too. You're such an organized person. So I think it's more natural for you at this point being as organized as you are to probably like try something out and then know it's for you or not and get rid of it and then like yeah still or have i have an addiction sleep. to subscriptions and deals and it's a <laughs> <Or> problem <that. laughs> is it would you say it's a problem i, I mean, mean i definitely get red shiny object syndrome where i see a thing <laughs> and i'm like ooh, only only you know 50 bucks or whatever especially yeah. especially the most, the easiest justification I have for it always is like, can I use this in my business? Can it be a write-off? And then I'm like, oh, 50 bucks, like whatever, it's not a big deal. Or like, especially lifetime deals. Mm-hmm. There's a website called AppSumo, appsumo.com. And they have all these, you know, lifetime deals, meaning like a subscription software, but you don't have to pay the subscription fee. You just pay one fee and then you get access to it forever. And it always feels like such a good deal, you know, because it's only like the norm, it's like three months or six months worth of fees that you're paying and you get access to it forever. And usually it's technology that is newer mm-hmm. and it's companies Still new that in the are game new. And exactly. You don't know if they're going to blow up. Yeah. And so some, sometimes it does really pan out and it'll save me money and I have immediate use for it. Sometimes not so much. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but that's so cool that like ChatGPT, where you were one of the first to use it so much because you believed in it, and then you got oh, yeah, like a secret. No, it's not a secret. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I got invited to their like beta access. I got beta access to a bunch of features earlier last year, and there was only it was just a small group of us who were getting to use some of the some of the new features that they eventually released and it was because I was one of their power users early on. And so they're like, Hey, you're invited. And that was cool. cool. That felt special. I actually, I DM'd on, on Slack. I DM'd the CEO, Greg Brockman of OpenAI, and he responded. So we're basically best friends. now. (laughs) I remember that. I was so excited. excited I have it screenshotted, favorited. (laughs) I sent it to like three people. (laughs) I was losing my shit. (laughs) <laughs> that's like me that's like me being in Ramit Sadie's book <laughs> yeah. like, like sending everyone <laughs> oh, like I'm famous we're like best friends we DM <laughs> like, 
but that's great. But yeah, that's that's definitely one of your things. I could just see you like being an influencer, being like, guys, this is the new thing I found yesterday. Oh, God. <laughs> um, another thing was your organization tools and just your way of being super organized. What something I love about Andrew is like, I think what comes with the organization is you're very like clean. You're just a very clean person, like body hygiene wise, like your desk is always like clean, the kitchen, you know, sometimes it's to the point where it's like, all right, sit down and eat. <laughs> it's not doing dishes before you eat because your food gets cold, but he doesn't care. Um, but yeah, so organization is definitely a thing you got going for you. Organization freak. That's what I put. <laughs> okay. That sounded like a nice thing <laughs> up until that. No, it's fine. Yeah. I, I am organized I and I like that thing. I'm organized. Like sex freak. That's a good thing. <laughs> okay. But organization freak and sex freak are not in the I'm same. I'm the sex freak. You're the organization <laughs> freak. Um, another thing that goes with your personal brand. <laughs> I hope you're enjoying these. Minimalist. Being a min- minimalist and throwing shit out like ASAP if it's not for you. Like he doesn't care if it's a gift. He'll just be like, I'll never use this. Toss it. I'm like, what? Yeah. I, I Your don't. grandma just like, gave you the that? point of cluttering <laughs> your life with things. It's like, it's funny because yeah. when it comes to digital things, like I just, I have a, mm. a closet full of digital stuff. Mm. So that's where you're a hoarder. Yeah. That's where I'm a hoarder. But when it comes to in real life, yeah, I, I don't, I don't hold on to things. I don't hoard. I have, I try to keep very few things in my life. Yeah. Yeah. And you taught me to do that, which I really like. I forced you to do it. Yeah, actually you did. <laughs> Moving here. I was like, this stuff. Is... You were like, your stuff has to fit in two suitcases. And I was like, it will. And you were like, no, there's no fucking way. Remember yeah. in the beginning, I just assumed everything would fit yeah. in like two or three I just suitcases. let you, I was very gentle about it. I already knew what we were in store for. It was only like my ninth time moving in the last nine years. So I understand. You're like, babe, I know. I'm like, no, you don't get it. Like this will fit. <laughs> Oh, I got rid of so much stuff. And then at the airport, the suitcases were too heavy. So I had to get rid of more at the last minute. And we were late. Oh, my God. But it feels but, so good. But and it there's felt good nothing that, that you that There's nothing that you got rid of that, like, you miss or that you need or mm, any of There that. are three things that I miss. Oh, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> one was... One was my... <laughs> it was just so stupid. Well, this one actually was meaningful. The first one was a T-shirt... I had when I got my belly button pierced and it was from my favorite shop. It was this shop down the shore in Jersey and it had a skeleton on it and the skeleton had pigtails. I don't know. Like it was such a unique, cool shirt and I threw it out. On purpose? I threw it out because I'm like, oh, am I really going to wear this again? I'm like, I'm like, oh, just throw it out. Just get rid of it because I was getting rid of all the clothes and I threw it out. And like two days later, I was like, fuck. And I was so sad. Did I'm you like, ever wear it? I wore it a lot, oh, but like, you're not supposed it, to get rid of things. You no, use I know, a but lot. I wore it a lot like in the past. And then I like, wasn't wearing it so much cause it was a gym shirt. So I wasn't working out, but I could have worn it whenever it didn't have to be a gym shirt. Interesting. But yeah, okay, I thought so about that a few one. times and like, I honestly get upset thinking about it, which is so weird. I can see um, that you want to kill me. Right there's now. <laughs> She's pulling, like eyeing him down yep, guys. <laughs> No, that was an, um, and then remember I had to throw out like two sex toys when we were 
at the airport. And those are ones you, you use because they're too heavy. You miss them. I use them, but I can always get more. Okay. So that's like, yeah, it's not and like you an haven't, emotional And you haven't replaced them. And I haven't yet. Okay, okay. Yeah. So those don't even so count. Those don't count, but I thought about them a few times. And I was like, oh, that sucked. I had to get rid of those. Oh, and the big lube, the big lube that I really liked, it was in like a huge bottle and it was a really cool bottle. And I had to throw that out because it was heavy. Why haven't you replaced it? Because I didn't want to buy another one because I already have lubes. But... So not that. <laughs> and the sh- then the shirt, I had to the get shirt rid I'll of- give you credit for the last two things. <laughs> and then I had to get rid of my paper organizers, <laughs> which is just like a random file. But like I went to look for it like three times. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wait, it's gone. <laughs> so those are stupid. The shirt one is the only one that matters. But yeah, other than that, oh, and my heels, I threw out a few pairs of heels and I, I went to look for my heels like twice that I've had forever. And I was like, oh, I threw them out, but they were overly used. So it was fine. It's fine. It'll be okay. <laughs> Overall, though, net, I net really, positive experience. Yeah. Yeah. I do like the minimalist lifestyle for sure. Yeah. And I would, I, we're, we're just calling it minimalist, I guess. Yeah. We're really it's not. All, it's like re- all relative, right? Like we definitely... I wouldn't consider us minimalist, but you'll just never find a junk drawer or like anything. Nothing's out of place. Like we I don't use know everything. Yeah, we use we everything. Have. We everything have. we have, either that or we have it for. There's some things here that we don't necessarily. I can't say we necessarily use them, but aesthetically, right? Like picture or pictures mm-hmm. we have hung up on mm-hmm. the wall, and yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, that's using them. You know, plants, like, do you use plants? No, but do they bring a sense of warmth and coziness to our place? Yeah. Mm, I love our And we have, like, 12 of them. Yeah. We have a lot of them. So that's not, I don't know if you can call it minimalist. But, yeah, I think overall we do a good job. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then the, the last two parts of your personal brand I have are your belief systems that stand out most to me is, number one, a figure it out attitude which I know you're Just a huge fan. Just fucking Google it. <laughs> so I call Andrew my chat GPT boyfriend because I... I just love... I think I like asking No, questions. Yeah, I think it's just a girlfriend thing, though. Yeah. It's a girlfriend I thing. I think it is. Because, like, obviously I did fine without... <laughs> I can... Yeah, I don't know how you survived without me with all these questions you asked me. I know. My sister even said that when she came to visit. Did you? Did, did I no. tell you that? She was like, "You ask Andrew so many questions. Like, do you ever make decisions?" <laughs> and I was like, "Shut up." Funny. It was funny, um, but yeah, just the the whole idea that like I can't is never something that you know. I think we both do. We both try as hard as we can to not say I can't or put limits on what we are capable of. Um, which is anything and everything. Yeah. High self-efficacy mm-hmm. for sure. And um, the second one was how you don't get emotional about thing and like you're, about anything. Not anything. That's not true. Scratch that. You don't. Yeah. You don't react highly. Yeah. It's not that I don't get emotional. Yeah. You don't react emotionally. Yeah. Right. Um, and Andrew is a very stoic way of looking at life. It helps me. Chill. Makes me chill a little bit, especially when I'm hormonal. I want to be emotional about everything. 
But honestly, sometimes girls just want to just want to cry because we know we need it and we kind of like being in that emotional place. But that's like very rare. It's probably like one time a month. Um, in which case I will go to our bedroom and shut the door or the the closet, our closet. And not let me. <laughs> and not let you see. And I just cry. What? Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Oh my Because sometimes, because I'm not really like sad, sad. There's no like real reason to be sad, but I notice stupid little things are making me really sad or really mad. And I'm like, oh my God, I just like want to cry. And like, there's no real reason. I just, uh-huh. I just know need I need it, it. Yeah. I just yeah. know I need it. And then I'll go like, I'll watch like puppy videos or something to make me like get it out and then i like i'm like Ugh. and sometimes this i make noise do all girls yeah. do this no really? this is common yeah wow because it just it feels so good it feels like all this tension build up and you're just like i need a release and it's like not sexual it's like uh-huh. it's just straight up emotional yeah. and it's like you just need Gotta get it out need to cry and, it, and then it feels so good after you're just like like, <laughs> yeah all right i'm ready now every ready time the door back. is closed no like, you can't oh, okay well just don't I'm... come in <laughs> it's for your own good if i cry at those points yeah i think so yeah cry away thank you <laughs> but um so that's my personal yeah. brand so that's your personal brand interesting i'll take it yeah would you yeah. add anything is there anything like obvious to you where you're like oh i thought no, I mean your personal brand I think is is exactly what the people who pay attention to you will pick up most on. Oh, I think music too. You would be sharing a lot of music. I would share a, a lot. A lot of music. A lot. Either that or people would constantly be seeing me dancing and bobbing my head and, like and be wondering song, yeah. what I'm listening to because that's me like 24/7. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean I think your personal brand is you know, how people, that is what a brand is. Like, how do people see you? What do they associate with you? What do they associate you with? So I don't think there's anything I can really add there because exactly what you explained is that is the brand of me. (laughs) (laughs) So you really think like the best way to understand your personal brand is to ask other people because you'll never really like... Yeah, because your brand is like, you can try to... You can push a message out there. You can try to shape your brand, but people mm. are going to interpret it and make of it what they will based on their experience with your brand, based on their um, based on their own past and based on their own personal experiences, which they're projecting onto you. So, yeah, I think your brand is what you try to shape it. You know, if if that's what you're trying to do, especially as a company, but your brand is what people decide your brand is. Mm-hmm. So how does that help me with making videos? <laughs> well, I, I don't, I think some, you have to kind of have to make a choice on what do you want your brand to be? Because there are some people who get in front of camera and they're, or are on a podcast or they do, you know, they have like a public persona. And that's who they want. That's all they let people see. Mm, and that's what yeah. they want to push out there. And then there is the authentic version of themselves. You know, it's like it's like Ellen DeGeneres or um, other people who have a public persona. And then later you find out that like, oh, it turns out 
you know, the authentic version of themselves maybe isn't as joyful and kind and, mm. and empathetic as their public persona makes them out to be. And, um, so people lose a lot of trust. Yeah. And then your brand is totally something totally different, you know, after that, especially, you know, based on what people believe. But I think your so for you, it's a matter of like, do you want a public persona? And then you keep the authentic version of yourself away from the spotlight? Or do you want the authentic version of yourself to be your brand and just let people know? I do. I do want to be authentic. I just feel like I not even intentionally like clam up the authenticity when I make YouTube videos. So. And I think that, to... that that's normal, right? Because, yeah, because being on sharing anything about yourself requires vulnerability, whether it's video or audio. Like I remember when I was really consistently posting my photography on Instagram, I, it always made me anxious anytime I shared something because it was a part of, of me and, and something that I was trying to put out there artistically that, you know, I was afraid of being judged and, I, and then I was afraid of like, I'm sure there, there were definitely posts that I, I posted and then deleted later mm. because I didn't feel good. You know, all these anxious thoughts came into my head about being judged and about not liking it and about it not being good enough for the not persona that I was like, yeah, exactly. That kind of, um, that kind of energy. So point being, it's just, it's hard to be fully authentic, but the, but the people who are fully authentic and really put themselves out there, um, I, I don't know. I think that, I think that's, that's a lot of times what people really crave. Um, you know, you look at, you look at public personas. I'm, I'm trying to think of some who, seem to really put themselves the most authentic version of themselves out there, or at least seemingly, I think on YouTube, you get a lot of, a lot of that, you know, YouTube is like sort the of vlogging. Yeah. Like the vlogging, right? Like Casey Neistat. Um, what's your face? Um, Emma, Emma Chamberlain. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, she's so good. She's so good at just like being <laughs> human. Being her. <laughs> like it's so weird because it's like why am i so captivated by like all of her videos yeah and she's just like i'm gonna make pb and j from scratch yeah (laughs) you're just like you can't stop watching it like (laughs) well you also look at um people like there's one one guy who's uh blown up recently is um what's his name it's it's a youtuber who has gone he went from eight thousand followers in march of last year to 2.4 million now And all he does, yep. And all he does is a vlog of him usually driving in his car or working out at the gym with minimal editing. What? Send me his. Yeah, it's really, really fascinating um, to see someone like him and and that style just completely blow up because it just, yeah, it goes against everything. If you try to manipulate the algorithm in any way, and if you listen to any guru about what to do, there's nothing about what he does that should be winning. But um, he he he's crushing it. I mean, he's crushing it. And and uh, I I watched you know a few minutes of one of his videos or a couple videos, and yeah, it's not my cup of tea. I mean, he seems like a 
perfectly chill guy, but he's just normal dude, just literally talking out loud as if you're there with him. It's like you're listening to a buddy mm. just like shoot the shit with you all day. And and they're, his videos are like hours long. Wow. Yeah. I was going to say, how long are his videos? Hours. Wow. Yeah. Nothing, nothing crazy. Wow. So. So interesting. Yeah. So, you know, and, and that makes a lot of sense in some ways, because like we were talking about recently, you know, with TikTok and Instagram and really a, uh, I think, a rejection of our generation's um, Instagramming everything, making everything seem picture perfect and and trying to get that perfect angle and trying to you know, everyone's trying to make themselves look skinnier and look their best. And there's all these face tuning apps and everything Mm -hmm. is about like perfection or aiming for perfection and a complete lack of authenticity. And I think the next generation, you know, I think Gen Z is really pushed back against that. Like they're just so disinterested in anything that feels um, not authentic. And Mm -hmm. so then you see, you know, someone like this guy get, get huge and I don't know I think it makes a lot of sense so do you think that because Gen Z is more attracted to that that it's more Gen Z watching him in his type of content or do you think my guess would be it's it's Gen Z he's in college so oh, he's, he's a younger Z. yeah he oh, is okay. Gen Z and he's a younger guy yeah I don't know for some reason I was thinking he wasn't Gen Z no he he is he looks like he could be like 30 or close to 30 but um I'm, I'm pretty sure he's like in his early mm. early mid-20s um But uh, yeah, and then there's, you know, there's also some of that. I mean, I think it's not just the younger generation. I think if you look at Trump and one of the reasons that he got voted in by the people he did and that one of the reasons people really, really, really liked him, you know, were were huge fans of him is because they felt like he was authentic. And Mm. in a world of politics where everyone, you know, everyone's persona makes you want to vomit a little bit, (laughs) you know, it's. these um all these political figures that just are so stereotypical of of a politician um you know that was a big portion of the country that said fuck that like i you know this guy seems whether or not he was or not i don't know but this guy seems authentic he seems real he seems like he doesn't give a shit um Mm -hmm. so it's it's not just gen z that i think wants authenticity it's everyone um but I think it, it it particularly the the younger generation is particularly turned off by the um, more polished, you know, vibe. Mm-hmm. Maybe not as intimidated by it as millennials are, since we kind of grew up with it. Hopefully, maybe. I don't know. I don't know if they're That's intimidated by it or not. I mean, they're definitely. It's hard to say whether or not they're intimidated by the authenticity or if they just are used to growing up with a video in their face all the time, which is mm. probably more so the case. Mm. Mm-hmm. I want to vlog. I think I'd be a good vlogger. I think so, too. I mean, you and I are talking I really... all the time about how yeah. we just need a camera on us. Like, it's, <laughs> I feel like there's so many ridiculous, fun, funny interactions. But yeah, you would. I think you would do well with a blog, too. A blog? A vlog. Oh, oh. Um, was there anything you wanted to talk about today? Um, yeah, I could share my, I did on January 1st, I did annual reflections of 2023 and I used 
a seven question framework which I stole from a uh, writer whose name I cannot think of. Um, it'll come to me at some point, but I, I really liked it. It was simple enough that I it didn't feel overwhelmed. You know, you do this like, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to simplify. The more I simplify, the, the easier things get. So um, this was in that vein. And I'll go through them. The first the first uh, question or, or framing was, um, imagine you were fired as CEO of your life today and someone exceptional was brought in to take over. What do you think they would do differently? What mm. would they see as getting in the way of success? What would they do more of? That's how it starts off. The second thing was eliminate ruthlessly. Do less but better. What are my top 10 objectives for 2024? Circle the three to four that matter most. Everything not circled should now be considered my avoid at all cost list. Passive mode, the key to having the world do the most work for you. Identify the area in your life where you are passively waiting for someone to make the first move. It could be an apology, asking, for, asking someone on a date, or waiting for someone to see your potential. What proactive steps can you take to initiate positive outcomes? Next one, avoid weakness. Architect your life to avoid weaknesses. Consider areas like investing, managing people, cooking, or hiring practices, and think about strategies to address these challenges. The next one is optimize energy. Do more of... Actually, I, I, I threw this one in there because I found this one to be a really useful um, way to think about how I want to spend my time. Do more of what gives you energy. Delegate or eliminate any of the energy drainers. The next one is avoid toxic people. Eliminate toxic people from your life. Take some time to do an inventory of the people you spend most time with in person and online. The people you follow on social media. Which friends energize you positively? Which ones have a negative impact on your energy? The next one, second to last one, is film crew. Emulate the actions of people who achieve success. Consider what actions you would want a film crew to document and which ones you would prefer they not see. And the last one is easy mode, hard mode. In the real world, there are no points for difficulty. What's one thing you can do today that will make tomorrow easier? What can you do this year that will leave you in a better position for next year? So I went through and filled all that out for myself. Oh, wow. Those are deep. Yeah, they're deep. I mean, some of them were pretty easy for me to get through because I've... Um, I've just handled them well. And so I was able to spend more time on certain ones than others. But uh, yeah, I, I thought that was really, I thought that was really useful. Did you have a favorite that like gave you your biggest takeaway or? Um, I don't, I, I, I don't know that I'd say I had a, a favorite. Um, you know, I think these are things that I think about in some way, shape or form throughout the year. Some I like of these the first one a lot. You're fired. You're fired. <laughs> yeah, that that's a good one. That's definitely a good one. Um, I mean, I like eliminate ruthlessly because I'm trying to do more of that, and that one was easy for me to fill out because I've already been thinking about what it is that I 
mm-hmm. really want to do. But no, I, I, they're all useful. They're all useful in their own way. The one, the ones that I felt really good about were passive mode, which was identifying an area areas in your life where you are passively waiting for someone to make the first move. Because I don't, I don't have any areas in my life where I'm passively waiting for someone to make the first move. Mm, that felt good. that felt really good. Uh, and then also avoid toxic people. I have no mm. toxic people in my life. Yeah, I don't think I do either. So that one felt really good. But um, yeah, useful, useful for visualizing and thinking about, you know, how you want the year to go. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. And on that note. <laughs> Is that what you want to Yeah, thank you. <laughs> All right. Peace out, Girl Scout. See you later.